0: Welcome
1: to the Rainbow, Room Ah, uh, yeah. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guess. I'm in a fucking badass mood today. Are you really? I'm in a badass I got you back. I- okay, I got you back. I know. <laughs> what is it? What is, it, what is it, the old classic song? <laughs> <laughs> Reunite. It feels so <laughs> good. Come on, Glenn, join in with us now. <laughs> you know the song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys know how we're doing on The Rant Room. On the show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, Craft and my favorite one Shit like that shit See like now rats. you know We can really cuss on this shit Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. I heard you cuss before Glenn we I know. How Unfiltered <laughs> For the grown and sexy For the out there the grown and sexy <laughs> Exactly So you guys hear her voice Lisa B uh-huh. Lisa Bulacaja is Been back. a minute Can you tell the kids What happened to
2: Cause you Because I know something? I've
1: been hearing rumors Like people have been oh texting me God. Like you got attacked by a panther <laughs> Was a I thought you got bit by a shark when you were surfing no. or something. No. Okay. So
2: those of you who know, you know, I write. I do all kinds of stuff. I screenwrite. write. I, I, you know, remember the Horror Writers Association. I write. I do panels. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. And But my day job is I run an outdoor science school. So mm-hmm. basically, I'm the program manager. And so I get little kids that come up to the mountains, mm-hmm. and we teach them hands-on science outdoors. Mm-hmm. Right? Fantastic stuff. Kids come from San Bernardino. people who people ain't never been outside their neighborhood. Out in the wilderness. I mean, we hike at night. And you know I'm an outdoorsy girl. Mm-hmm. You know, I hike. And here's what had happened <laughs> Now I have fallen Many a time on my job Like uh-huh.
3: snowboarding
2: You know I surf You know I mm-hmm. hike You know we have an annual trip Where we go down The Colorado River I've, You know I do all that stuff I'm a physical mm-hmm. person Well <laughs> All I was doing Here comes Glenn Here comes I, I remember the day Picture it January 12th 1015 <laughs> In the morning, I was just walking from my office to the dining hall to give my my staff their schedule, and you know the kids weren't due for like another forty five minutes. Do what I normally do, you know, Mm -hmm. look cute in my snow gear. I was cute, Glenn. I was gorgeous. (laughs) You know, my little snow boots, my stuff. I was Mm -hmm. I was ready, and all I did I have the little computer on my back, and I'm I'm thinking about the day, like, okay, we could get this kid started. You know, we gotta get the line dance ready for Friday. We got skit night. You know, I made it. This is a long ass story right here. You know, but it's important. I have to set the context (laughs) so you know why this is so shocking for me. Mm -hmm. But literally, all I was doing was walking, Mm -hmm. and then I slipped. I was saying something to a staff member, like, get your ass down there, because this meeting's about to start in five minutes. (laughs) I'm not going to be waiting for you. Mm -hmm. And literally, as I was looking at them, like, hey, we're about to start our meeting, Mm -hmm. literally, I just slipped, which is not a problem. Like, I've fallen like Charlie Brown before, Mm -hmm. when Lucy... You know, stills the football, mm-hmm. heifer. and um, and I fell. <laughs> Literally, I fell on my back, but I, I think I rolled over and just hit ice, uh, which okay. wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I felt I'm like, oh, okay, no biggie. I could move it around, but as soon as I got up, I was like, oh, this is something else, and it swelled up, and then my staff oh, kind of helped huh? me. Yeah, that fast, and well, so bang, her ankle, and I just thought it was sprained. Mm-hmm. So this is how bad. It, this is okay. This is how you know. <laughs> If some kind of shit goes down in the world, mm-hmm. whether him. Godzilla shows up,
3: mm-hmm.
2: whether zombies show up, Damien, one of them. Damien, mm-hmm. it, <laughs> Satan should mm-hmm. knock on my door. <laughs> I was walking around with a broken ankle for three weeks. Oh, really? And, but I would go to work And yeah. I would just You know Do the ibuprofen You know Lift mm-hmm. it up Put the ice And all that stuff And after about three weeks When it still hadn't gotten down All the way low The way I, I thought it should be mm-hmm. That's when I went in And they said Hey Oh you waited
1: three weeks To go in
2: Look I have shit
1: to do Black folks see,
2: I had a comic book convention To go to that weekend <laughs> In San Francisco I had stuff to do uh-huh. And my mind is I'm the type of person That I'm in denial A lot of times so When I got a lot of shit lined up <laughs> See what I'm talking about Glenn? I gotta do stuff yeah. And so my mind was like Look it, it, Whatever's happening we gonna We're gonna do it, taking it later you easier? Were
4: you hiking, Stuff. No
2: no, I was taking it easy. I was doing I was doing my office stuff okay. but I just wasn't moving around as much. I mean, okay. I was still hobble mm. where I needed to but most of the time it was up. Okay. And then basically they just said, "Yeah, it's broke." So they gave me the little boot thing and my crutches mm-hmm. and we're just keeping an eye on it because we're trying not to do surgery. Okay. So I go in another two weeks to see how it's doing because I guess it's like whatever that bone is. Is it tibia? Whatever that is. It's like it's fractured like two places. I'm a vampire. I don't have one. So I have show. no idea either. Even mm-hmm. though I know science. Mm-hmm. You know, I can tell you about <laughs> wild animals. I can track animals for days. Mm-hmm. If we need food, I can build you a house in the middle of nowhere in snow. <laughs> I can take squirrel, make stew. I can okay. make you some bread out of acorns. <laughs> I just didn't know. I just thought you just take some pills and mm-hmm. take it easy. So anyway I have a broken ankle so it's you guys pain heard pain. it here
3: Are you in
4: pain now? <laughs>
2: um, right now I'm not I, I think okay. what it is it only hurts when I put that darn boot back on and Ooh. it just kind of oh, because it holds it it holds it tight, it holds right? it tight so okay. that's the only thing yeah so right now I'm I, I'm supposed to take it off every couple of hours and walk around so right now I don't have it on and I feel really good good so I'm good all right but I'm glad to be back hey what's up I'm alive he didn't kill me y'all oh <laughs> can I give a shout out to you? I want to thank Tracy Grant and Linnell white Oh, definitely. For filling in for me when I was gone. And uh, Linnell, this this, this still does not uh, take away from the fact that you and I are still frenemies. And even though you are team captain, you know, you're team captain, I'm team Iron Man because of Black Panther. (laughs) So whichever way Black Panther goes, that's who I'm with. So if he should in the future, side with your side, then we down. Until then... Forget your
1: Captain. Black Panther. See, they're black nerds, Glenn. You see what I'm talking about? Black
2: Panther. Black Panther. Wakanda all the way, baby. Exactly. (laughs) So y'all
1: know how we're doing in the Red Room. If you guys are grown, let's get it in. So today... I told him this morning he don't know. it. I've been trying to get him for two years on the show.
2: Like so he's busy. No, no, and we've been dreaming about this. Was like, I? swear to God, we've yeah. been talking like for years. Like, it's a lot of pressure. It'd be awesome, no, you better tell be it today yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, because you dream, you know what? You put it out in the world. You think, you know, because you know you're busy. You're a busy man. It's like oh, he well, ain't doing nothing. It'd be so awesome. <laughs> and for like months, he would say one day, and then when I got the the text message, say, "Guess who I got?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No, you didn't." And I didn't want you to jinx that, it. because you were like, "We're going to have him on the show." I'm like, "Don't, don't tease me." Don't have me come up here and it me and you because I start crying it'd be like <laughs> Lynn, yeah, don't make a hobble <laughs> up here I
3: know I know because
2: not always cool because he's into heart and he's mm-hmm. on some of the best fucking shows that have been out mm-hmm. uh, thank you he's Italian Yes. And you know my family's black He's Italian. You know. So, you know, anybody who's Italian or French, mm-hmm. they're okay by me. So, my family, <laughs> you, you can sit at the table,
1: Glenn. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <table>. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I don't know if that is going to be better than mine. Yeah. But look, oh, let me drop it on you right quick. We <laughs> <Keep> family. <laughs>
2: well, you just see my hand? I, like, I'm thinking I'm back at home now. Like, I'm in Florence with, you know, with the family. Like, mm-hmm. well, We get into it. And I swear to God, Italians, they talk with their hands. That is no joke.
1: <laughs> like, I know. know. I told Glenn to sit here. Here with his hands yeah, on the he table, no, 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 Sit on my hands. Over <laughs> no, I, I just lean up to the mic.
3: Stuff comes <laughs> off, and those hands go up. Okay. That shit is real, y'all. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so anyway, let me try that one more time. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So check it out, y'all. <laughs> we got my man here, Mr. Glenn Mazzera, mm-hmm. writer, executive producer, creator. Uh, I kn- you direct. Right? No, not yet. Okay, we'll have to talk about that. No. Yeah,
4: you can't be doing all it. the shows and you well, got no directing. I'll, I'll on get there. into
1: it. All right. Yeah, all right, I was
4: gonna direct some uh, something the Damian, but that mm-hmm. kind of scared people. They scared I like, Focus on the writing. <laughs> focus on the writing. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need you branching out right now You're like,
1: but I created
3: yeah, the oh show no, no, at,
4: least, right. at least you at least <laughs> can like, get one episode oh, uh, People are like, what do you want to do That for one? They're, like, no, no, yeah. <laughs> They're like, season two or three Yeah, yeah, Sit right? down, yeah, 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 you know yeah, yeah, on, yeah, yeah, on, on, yeah. Yeah. Okay,
1: so Glenn Mazzara My man, my home team we've been, we've been trying to get you on for a while I know you're busy So, um For you motherfuckers who don't know them, (laughs) look them up. What do we always say? Google them, bitch. Google them. Google them, bitch, okay? (laughs) (laughs) They should know. Um, But check this out. You, to me, are kind of like Jeff Melvoin in a sense where you guys kind of have a brand. Everybody knows you, Mm -hmm. right, in the industry. Mm -hmm. And um, it's funny. Jeff was talking about on his show, I know he talks about it a lot now, um, that a lot of people didn't know he never had a manager until recently. And he did because he felt like it was time to take his career to another level. I'm like, is there another level?
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, so so he has a manager. He has a manager now. now. Oh, like he okay. just got it like a few yeah. months ago. Yeah.
1: And um, um, where I was going with that was I find it interesting to me that he didn't even see himself as a brand. He just saw himself as some guy that yeah, comes in and fixes and works. And person. but you are, and to to an extent, to like. The What's the word I want to use For the, one of, the ones of us outside looking on the inside mm-hmm. Like you guys have the dream jobs right. The dream whatever right. And um, um, Now you worked your ass off for it Don't get it twisted but, mm-hmm. but people like you and Jeff to me Are the epitome of people that I want to have on my show Not only because you guys do the type of shows That we like But because you guys are all about diversity And for mm-hmm. me that is something we got to talk a lot about. Well, I'm you know, dying to talk, you know about what I mean? D- good, yeah, good, because we've so,
4: been doing a lot at the guild. Definitely, and, and, and I've been speaking out about that, and mm-hmm. I'm di- and and I really haven't been able to talk about it on, you know, a show like this. So okay. yeah, let's get into that. Okay,
1: cool. All right. Well, let's just tell the kids a little bit where you came from, how you got into the game, and then we'll spend time just
4: all about well, writing. Uh, you know, originally from New York, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, always wanted to write, and mm-hmm. then. But while I'm going to school, my dad was a doctor mm-hmm. in uh, New York City. So I got a summer job, like as a clerk mm-hmm. uh, answering phones, and then that I forgot to leave, and I stayed there for you 13 years. Forgot <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to leave. I forgot to leave. This must have been So That became a career for like 13 right. years. Mm-hmm. I was I was a hospital manager. I managed emergency rooms, ICUs, and and. Uh, you know, uh, took care of like all the supplies, the mm-hmm. personnel, the budgets, mm-hmm. and, and which is why you were perfect for Hawthorne, right? Well, that, 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 <laughs> that's why time. it's perfect for Hollywood, <laughs> right, it's a perfect right. training ground because there's, there's always some, you know, some some person with an ego running around, mm-hmm. there's never enough time, there's mm-hmm. never enough money. But you know, the the thing was. It, it, it gave me perspective because those states were real. Mm-hmm. Like if so, if somebody's you know sick or somebody's crashing or somebody's mm-hmm. dying or something. Like now, when there's a crisis, because somebody in Hollywood, their latte's wrong or, <laughs> or the script's not working, mm-hmm. it's like it's okay. We can get through this. That, so that was good. Right. That was good practice for mm-hmm. me. You know. So um, um, I just kind of taught myself how to write, just watching mm-hmm. TV. Um, joined the museum of TV and radio cuz mm-hmm. this was before DVDs mm-hmm. before binge watching and i would just <laughs> go and like binge right. watch shows so i wrote a couple of specs and just called people and said hey will you read this script you, mm. you know i did that for like 4 years just wow. harassing so that's what Re- were you writing hearing. and all like writing short stories or anything i was writing just, short stories okay. i wrote a play that my friend my friend um, was part of the um, uh, Rights and Reasons mm-hmm. of uh, Playwright Festival mm-hmm. at Brown okay. So I submitted something mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. that was uh, workshopped and everything. Mm-hmm. It was a, Just a short play about my family, so that was great because I got I, I fell in love with the dramatic form mm-hmm. there and stuff. And you
1: know? it's immediate; you get that immediate right. response right. too. Yeah, it was, you know? it was
4: it was cool. Mm-hmm. It was it was good. Like I could see characters kind of bouncing off each other and everything. Mm-hmm. So so then I. Um, like I said, I was just kind of sending scripts out and just trying to connect, and so I I ended up um, getting a staff uh, job on Nash Bridges. I got that's a right. freelance thing, mm-hmm. and so I I was and that was great because I learned from Carlton Cuse and John Worth, and mm. and they always like to Carlton likes to assign two writers to each script. So I was mm-hmm. partnered up with Sean Ryan. He was just <laughs> a story not editor. Bad, yeah. <laughs> so on that show, you know, I'm pitching gritty, you know crack house stuff, and <laughs> um, and I've told uh, everyone uh, has yeah. and they're like, no, he's babysitting a celebrity chimp, and I'm like, well, the chimp's buying crack that <laughs> week. The, the chimp's buying crack. <laughs> <week>. <laughs> yeah, the chimp's
3: destitute and stuff.
4: And they're like, no. And I remember I pitched this one thing where like Nash is going through this this uh, tenement mm. and. And uh, some some uh, he's chasing a drug dealer. Drug dealer uses a kid as a shield. And they're like, "What are you talking?" <laughs> he's in about? the Tenderloin, right? <laughs> they, thought I was like, they thought I was they thought I was the Antichrist. So, so I did two years on that, and then and then for like uh, two staffing seasons, I just couldn't get arrested. I was mm. just writing stuff, and mm-hmm. and we could talk about this if later, you know, if we want mm-hmm. to talk into you know what people in the audience can do to absolutely jumpstart their careers mm-hmm. or whatever. So I made like every mistake during that time, which mm-hmm. was great. I'm glad mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad it's right. far harassed. and And um, and then Sean was was cre- oh sorry. So Sean was um, creating the shield, mm-hmm. and he knew I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said I I'd, I'd, I would be the first guy, the first writer he he hires. And he kept his word. You know, he's yeah. a good guy. He's a good yeah. friend. And uh, so I went on to that show. And just kind of threw myself into it. My brother's a cop. I mm. had been researching a lot of cop mm-hmm. stuff. I felt like I really wanted to do, to do a gritty cop thing. Mm-hmm. So, so that was a good, you know, base to bring to that show.
1: Were you there from the beginning to the end? Yeah, yeah, oh,
4: uh, the yeah I had to huh? break episodes. Yeah. So you worked your way the all the way up. Oh no, no, I wasn't there at the end. I, I okay. had left like in the middle of the second and half season okay. and mm-hmm. stuff, and so they, they ended up. Uh, uh, I was maybe going to go back and do something last season, but mm-hmm. I was on onto a, a deal at somewhere else, okay. and so so then um, so so then uh that was a great great experience, mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, well,
1: you're over there with Kurt and all those, yeah, guys. yeah, the whole thing, mm-hmm.
4: yeah, yeah. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a great room. It was tough. Mm-hmm. It was a tough room. And mm-hmm. what was fun about that show was. The way the writers went after each other because, like, so, so, let's say you came up with a pitch, right? And you would say to somebody, "Okay, well, how about this happens?" And they go, "Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. What about this?" And you're like, "No, I like this." And then you'd walk into the room, and people would say oh, Glenn's got this dumbass pitch. It makes it makes, it makes, uh, makes uh, Vic look like a pussy or something. And you'd be like,
3: what? So, you know, like, the, 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 what is going
4: on? Yeah, oh, so, then, it's like, a competition was a so now you yeah. had to really fight yeah. hard to get stuff yeah. on the board.
3: So it
2: was fun. You know? But it was, it was a tough place. Can you imagine? Shit talkers so, already like, we're supposed to be working together, but, people.
4: But, but all of the... They were challenging you. Yeah, like, everybody on that show right. is always going against everybody? Right. That's the stuff that's happening in the writers with the actors or between the writers and the actors whatever whatever we were feeling we just like wrote it right into a scene <laughs> 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 so, so all our anger and hostility went right onto the screen so I go it was back very and to some rough. episodes of SHIELD like yep yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> you know that's hilarious it was, it was oh, very man. it was very funny there was there was this one um there was this one character we brought in a new guy to the strike team Tavon mm. mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. shows up and um the guy who played him, the actor, had played uh, pro football and stuff and he was just a great guy mm-hmm. and we started giving him all these lines. And then one of the other actors came up and said, like, this guy is really, like, a big part of the show now. So <laughs> then we wrote that rivalry into the show. Oh, so Whenever we had him doing stuff, we That's had Vic slapping him it. on the back. And then we had yes. the other guy. And, and we got so you guys are listening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and then we, got, we got a story out of it. Oh, yeah, like a big fight mm-hmm, and the whole thing. So, yeah, it was great. It was, like, you know, on the, sc- on the screen. So right. we would take little mm-hmm. questions or dynamics and write mm-hmm. them in. So that, that was just a lot of fun. So after that, I, I went around and I kind of bopped around from show to show and and I was kind of the guy who um, would come in and help get shows either up and running mm-hmm. or if the show was in trouble, you know, it, there's a lot to mm-hmm. figure out creatively and mm-hmm. production wise, you guys know. Mm-hmm. So, so I would come in and, to try to, you know, steady the shit, sure. you know, and sometimes – that worked, and sometimes it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So, so I um, ended up creating a show called Crash, based mm-hmm. on the movie. Right. Loved it. And so, so thank you. So, so it was. Uh, that was uh, a good thing, but it was. It was. Uh, you, learned you learned a lot. You learned a lot on that show. I mean, you talked about Not everybody was on the, the same page. Okay. You know, not everybody was on the same page, mm-hmm. and so I was trying to do something different. And and there was just maybe that you know I learned a lot, but maybe. Sure. I don't know if they ever figured out what they wanted that show okay. to be. You know, well, they did a like, second season. Can I give you I a
1: reference like maybe yeah, you sure. could you could talk about this for a second? I remember sure. hearing you talk about <clears throat> something about um for example was that your 1st showrunner short-runner show? Was that the yeah. one? Yeah. That I think that was the show where you learned where you would have to rewrite people yeah and and you thought well you brought them in and you know that was that script was good enough to go and you realize as a showrunner you had to actually sometimes completely rewrite them or whatever you well, know something yeah, to that what nature I,
4: what i meant was you know you have to be the voice of the show so mm-hmm. i wrote the first script mm-hmm. and then these two writers wrote the second script and i mm-hmm. really liked it mm-hmm. but when i put it out it didn't feel like the same show it didn't have my voice mm-hmm. so because I, I didn't polish it So so it really rattled the network, the studio, the cast. I was surprised at that. So I just did, Mm -hmm. you know, a polish on it or whatever and kind of tied it together. And I realized, oh, that's part of what I'm doing as the Mm -hmm. show. Like I'm, you know, on Damien, a lot of what I do is I say, you know, this is what the show feels like. This is the tone of Mm -hmm. the show. Like Mm -hmm. I'm kind of... You know, not necessarily the keeper of the plot, mm-hmm. okay, because everybody participates sure. in that, but i 'm the keeper of the tone like mm-hmm. it's this it's not mm-hmm. that you know and, mm-hmm. and that that's and especially on a horror show that's mm-hmm. that's tricky so um so so I did crash um then i I went over um I had so I had written a script about uh, a hospital,
0: mm-hmm.
4: and I brought it over to Sony, and uh, they said, "Well, we're doing a hospital show with Will and Jada Smith. Mm-hmm. Will you come over and, and be on that staff?" So I went over there, and then that showrunner ended up getting fired, okay. and so so I ended up becoming the showrunner for season two, okay. and I got some good episodes out mm-hmm. of it but again you know it was a tone thing so i thought we were trying to do er right right which was my background right. and i think you know to be honest will and jada wanted something more uh they wanted something bigger louder and it didn't exist at the time oh, but they okay. wanted more like scandal oh, they wanted more how you, you know what i mean right. like mm-hmm. that type of of drama, mm-hmm. you know, and I was trying to keep mm-hmm. it grounded. That's right what I've always done. In my sure, career, sure. so so I did two years on that. That was good. I ended up leaving, leaving that show, my, mm-hmm. own, my own thing. And, and I had written a script while I was doing that show. I wrote uh, an episode of Walking Dead season one.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, so then I, uh, um, one of my
1: favorite scripts, too. Oh, I thanks, love that. Script. Thanks.
4: So then I, I, uh, hit it off with Frank Darabont, and then he asked me to come over is, and be is he his. How he's
1: showing off now. No, Throwing no, out Frank, no,
4: no, 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 Throwing Frank, out Frank, Frank like that's his cousin. I told himself. you years ago when I was starting off with screenwriting, <laughs> like, and I told him
1: I want a
2: job. I, I was mad because he bought the mist. <laughs> and I said, You know, since eighth grade, I've been trying to save money up. Yep. And I, I said, Can I just buy it back from you? And he was like, No. <laughs> yeah. And then he blew a cigar smoke in my face. And I said, Well, can I come work on the show then when you make the movie? He says, It's going to be like five years before mm-hmm. I get it. I'm like,
4: Okay. But he was really cool like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, he's cool. He's mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good. So, so he. um and what I mean was by hitting it off was I had already been a showrunner twice. He was mm-hmm. learning how to be a showrunner, yeah. mm-hmm. so he was like, "Well, why do you think this is going on? Or, What's mm-hmm. this?" And we and we could talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. I was a sounding board, that's so cool. that's that's what I mean. Cool. Like, I was in his yeah. corner. Done. Yeah. Done. So when he so he asked me, he said, "Hey, can you come over and be the number two on on that show?" And that. part of it, I, I was literally, I was just thinking. This is going to be great. I'm mm-hmm. going to learn from this guy. They're never going to fire Frank Darabont. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're never going to fire Frank Darabont. Well, you and I think. won't Look. have to be a showrunner, <laughs> and I can just kind of regroup right. from these other shows that didn't come together the way I wanted, and maybe I can go out and sell <laughs> a pilot. Right. That was the plan. That was interesting.
3: the Cut interesting. to yes. you know,
4: <laughs> Deadline Hollywood saying <laughs> I'm the new showrunner, and I'm wow. like, okay. But, but you know, I really liked what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I, I got what he was doing. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to kind of make some adjustments, like my type of storytelling, a little more of an episodic mm-hmm. thing, a little more of an episodic payoff. He was kind of arcing it from beginning to – and he was mm-hmm. doing like a big movie mm-hmm. where I was kind of wanted, you know, like from The Shield, I think you still mm-hmm. have to have it, you know, more of an episodic payoff. This sure. is the episode where this happens right. or that happens. Right. And sometimes his his stuff was – Feeling a little um, less of a ticking clock, you know, it's like they're walking around on this farm, Mm -hmm. but they were, you know, just kind of hiding from, you know. But we Mm -hmm. didn't get the sense of impending Mm -hmm. doom or something, which Mm -hmm. you need in a horror. So I just kind of made some adjustments, and then that show blew up. You know, blew up. So then after that – He's taking all know, the credit. You see that? I'm not taking the credit. I'm just saying I was there. Like we, no, I was there I, and it happened. No, I, mean, actually, I was there at the right time because yes. it blew up. But, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have if – listen, I didn't create that show. I didn't create those characters. Mm-hmm. I didn't create those storylines mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. So I was just in the right place at the right time. But then uh, you know, I wanted to keep going in one direction. Mm-hmm. Other folks wanted to go in other directions. That's true. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the win here. You know what I mean? I I got a lot more out of the show than mm-hmm. I could have ever expected. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, this is this is definitely a win. If mm-hmm. I just wanted to go over to like regroup, right. Okay, the fact that I'm coming off the show, I'm like, that's great. Right. Okay, so I was like, you know, because I because I've been in situations where you know people want you like say Crash, <laughs> they wanted me to make a different type of show. I'm mm. not going to be good for that. Yeah. I do what I believe yeah. in. You know right. what I'm saying? So so that was a difficult choice and, and, you know, there were a lot of factors in it or whatever, but I was off to, you know, I left that show. Mm-hmm. So then I, I signed a deal with Fox and I started developing stuff, you know, and, and a couple different things. And then they came to me and said, you know, hey, we want to, you know, because of Bates and, mm-hmm. and uh, Hannibal, Doing so well. we, we, we've got this, uh, you know, we've got the Omen property and, and, you know, could we um, – could you find the writer because I was developing other stuff. Could you find the writer and supervise that writer and let's work up a script? Mm. That was the assignment. I was mm. like, well, I- I'll write it. I-, I mean I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, why would I give that one away, right? Exactly. So I started thinking about what I wanted that show to be mm-hmm. and I came up with this take and brought it back to them and they liked it and okay. I went off. I wrote the script and then – and then we started shopping the script around, and a lot of people were like, "Well, we've already got this. We've got this. Mm-hmm. You know, like we've got Penny Dreadful, or we've mm-hmm. got you know this. Do, 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 we so don't care. This. You got the damn Omen." Yeah, but but <laughs> that's, that's what people were saying. You know, we've got yeah, we've yeah. got Hannibal. We've yeah. got this. You know, You've like, got like, canon, yeah. yeah. so, in your
2: back pocket. Yeah.
4: So, so what happened was we. Um, um, we had sent the show over to Lifetime,
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh, to A and mm-hmm. and and they are right next to Lifetime. It's the same mm-hmm. company, and so Lifetime called. Uh, I guess they, you know, they found the script and they were like, "Hey, oh, how come we didn't get the script?" <laughs> and we're like, "Because your Lifetime, your Lifetime, not gonna, mm-hmm. you're not gonna, uh, you know, make this." And and so they said, "No, we want a meeting." So we came in, we had the meeting, and the people in the meeting got the show more than anyone else I, I, I had spoken to. Huh, interesting. They really got mm-hmm. it. And so so we left the meeting, you know, the other producers in mm-hmm. the studio and I, and I said, well, you know, I don't know if you could do a deal, but I really like those people. Mm. So we ended up, you know, they picked it up to six, you know, for yeah. six, mm-hmm. and we ended up... um um, getting Sheikha Kapoor to direct the first one. Er- Ernest Dickinson came mm-hmm. up. with well, yeah. that Ernest. Ernest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we worked really closely. He's yeah. my favorite yeah. Walking yeah. Dead episode. You can tell yeah. what Ernest
2: like. It's Ernest yes. Dickinson. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <great>. He's
4: great. <laughs> Ernest yeah. is a good friend. Mm-hmm. So, and we had other great directors. And then, but as we were shooting week one, they called him like, yeah, we're moving it to A And can we have four more episodes? So I had wrapped... Our writers, we okay. had written the six scripts, but mm-hmm. now I, so I had to bring back two of those writers, mm-hmm. and and other people were getting jobs, and 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 I also now was in production, so I had to kind of bring on two more senior writers mm-hmm. who could you know write a little faster mm-hmm. and 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 write for camera, so we figured out the rest of the season or whatever uh-huh. and, and have just shot it and so uh-huh. I'm really happy with it so you know?
1: you guys went up to what 10
4: yeah yeah and so I'm, I'm happy with that I think yeah. it's, it's cool I watched the first four episodes last night you know and it's a slow burn it's, mm-hmm. it's like it's, a, it's, it's 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 go ahead I'm sorry no no go ahead
2: because I because I think this is important uh-huh. because I know a lot of times people especially these youngins who don't know classic horror and <laughs> who don't know how to appreciate it's gotta, it's gotta tone uh-huh. and character development mm-hmm. is a lot of times people are expect horror things to happen like, oh the jump scare everything right away. To me the best horror is when we get attached to the characters, mm-hmm. we're getting into their world and it's that slow roller coaster thing up. Because mm-hmm. then stuff starts to build, that sense of dread. Mm-hmm. Like it's really hard to scare me with horror because mm-hmm. I'm old school. It's yeah. like, you real like, look, I'm the heifer that would sit there with a plate of spaghetti and meatballs and watch Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, bitch, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. More Parmesan, please. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's, a, that's how I am. But I really appreciate, especially the classics, when it's, it's just, cause it always character. Mm-hmm. And the character made the story because all the fucked up shit that happened, you cared about them. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem with horror now is we don't care about anybody. Mm-hmm. So you can razzle dazzle well, us it, with all the scary, creepy stuff, but if I'm not connected, if I don't give a shit about those people,
3: true.
2: I'm not going to be like, I'm gonna be like, whatever. It'd be like, saw five, like,
3: whatever.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I mean, that's the thing. And, and when originally the show was only six episodes, mm-hmm. I was like, if you don't love Damien or you don't care about him, you're not coming back. Yeah. True. so I'm going to double down on the characters. That's real. You know, you have the sequences and you have the horror. And I also wanted to really hit the tone so that you know, this guy's got nowhere. This guy's mm-hmm. got nowhere to go,
3: mm-hmm.
4: so you know I didn't want it to be like now he's safe, now mm-hmm. he's in the horror part of the show, right? Now he's safe, now he's you know. Right. So it's it, you got to create that that sense of dread throughout the piece, and 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 it becomes like a mood yeah. piece. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm really happy with it, mm-hmm. and, and it does keep you know ratcheting up, and 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 but there's. You know what's really nice about this is that there's a whole story. We I, I spent a lot of time thinking about okay, what's season one, what season two, mm-hmm. what are the other seasons? Where does this go? Mm-hmm. So I know what happens. You know, if I mm-hmm. get there, I know what happens in like the season four finale. If I pay $20, <laughs> you twenty know, dollars,
2: can you just write it down no, just for no. me? To
4: see? But, <laughs> But, but, so there's stuff that's in those first episodes that hopefully, hopefully I'll have, you know, the oh, show will go for right. seasons, but mm-hmm. stuff that pays off. If mm-hmm. not, then it pays off in the, the season finale, at mm-hmm. least. So it's, it was a really great, great bunch of writers mm-hmm. and directors, and the cast is terrific. How did you, how did you find the cast? You know, mostly auditions. You Mm -hmm. know, uh, Bradley James has played King Arthur on Mm -hmm. Merlin or whatever. I wasn't really familiar with that. Mm -hmm. And and you're watching these tapes and you you need a guy who's going to be – who's got some heart you know he's got charming damn, damn british you know he's just taking over <laughs> the british are coming they are coming back <laughs> he's got to be you know likable he's mm-hmm. got to be charming because mm-hmm. the devil's got to have that but mm-hmm. but if he's too smarmy mm-hmm.
3: that's you you're not
4: you're, yeah, you're gonna go like you know what i mean you yeah. don't want him you want him to feel mm-hmm. you know honest mm-hmm. right so so there's a lot of different but he's got to still have the darkness in him too mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. So it's a complex role. And so people were, so I literally looked at like hundreds of tapes or or people coming into the room Mm -hmm. where, you know, they're looking at this or, you know, they're hitting this part or this part Mm -hmm. or this part. And then he, um, I saw that and I was like, there's something about this guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. I I, I really was like, that's really interesting. So Mm -hmm. he was working on iZombie. Yes. At the time so he flew in, mm-hmm. we brought in some other people and he was in the room and and he left and I was like that's the guy, you know, and and mm-hmm. and he was really my choice. Like okay. I really brought him mm-hmm. forward and stuff and and network and studio mm-hmm. greed and and so that was fantastic. We then had a role there's like this power broker who's been taking care of him. Mm-hmm. And I originally wrote that for Scott Wilson. Okay, from mm-hmm. from Walking Dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so so but then Lifetime was saying, "Hey, this role when it was still a lifetime said, this role could be interesting if it was a woman. Of course. So so I said, okay, well, let me think about that. A a lot of times when I get Mm -hmm. a note, a big note like that, I don't want to, I want to think it through. Mm -hmm. So then as I was meeting the writers, a lot of writers, particularly the ones I ended up hiring, they all came in with that same note. So I said, okay, I'm hearing it. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's, let me go in this direction. Mm And energy's breaking there. So, um, so I wrote it for, uh, you know, a woman, and then as we started thinking about who could play that role, you know, Barbara's name came up. Mm-hmm. So y'all had me with the when I before I
2: even knew that this was your show. When mm-hmm. I had just kind of read like, "Oh, it's coming," they had me at Barbara Hershey. I was <laughs> like, great. "Oh, Barbara Hershey, go minute! Mm-hmm. Oh, say tremendous. no more, mm-hmm. say no more. I'm gonna watch mm-hmm. the first so
4: episode." Like, she's She's tremendous. Yeah. She, she's really, yeah. really yeah. tremendous. Mm-hmm. And so, so I wrote her a letter. Saying like, hey, you know, here's the script. It's so uh, you, sweet. Know, you, her you know, you know, she was well, she, she's only in one scene in the first episode, mm-hmm. so I wrote her a letter saying, "Well, <laughs> it will be may more." Look like a small role, <laughs> right. but uh but I'm a fan of yours, mm-hmm. and 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 you know, I, I love these movies and stuff, and this is sure. who I am, and this is how I, you know, how I work, and mm-hmm. it can be collaborative, and mm-hmm. I want to know what you're thinking about your role, so that you know, as actors do all their work, right? I want. Them to be able to come back to the writers and say, well, why, why did you write this? You know, Mm because there's so many moving pieces. So, because a lot of times they might say, well, why am I saying this? Because I just played the scene this way. And we're like, oh, okay, you found mm-hmm. that layer. We weren't mm-hmm. thinking about it. Let's pull that. And, and it works. Yeah, it really definitely. makes the writing good that point. much better. Mm-hmm. So she was great. So, so then I still wanted Scott Wilson in the show. So I created a new role. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta her. have got
1: to have show. <laughs> yeah. He's
3: my guy, you know?
4: And then we just started, you know, so, so we went after those She's folks. So and then good. everybody else, oh. Meg- Megalyn, EK, um, yeah. we went after her, you know, uh, for, for the role of uh, Simone. Okay. Um, and and then um, Omid and uh, David Monnier uh, mm-hmm. came in and read, and mm-hmm. also Robin Weigart is, plays mm. this crazy ass nun who's, who's <laughs> doing exorcisms all around the world you and stuff. You gotta crazy nun, <laughs> yeah. Yes, come on. yeah. And, and so she's like the Vatican investigator, and mm-hmm. I've worked with her in the past. So I, awesome. I we had created the role, and then I reached out to her and all said, right. "Hey, if you're available." So it's really a great, great all bunch right. of people. Yeah. That's I nice love, I, I love it
2: because, number one, you got Megalyn. I was mm-hmm. like, damn it, because that's who I want for my pilot. <laughs> She's and great. two, She's great. you've got like you've got your lead guy. He's a a, a war photojournalist. Like, that was my character in my thing. I'm going to have to switch it up. Yeah. And I'm like, he got two in my thing. He got my girl. <laughs> and he got the top. Megalyn's great. And I'm like, <laughs> it's going to be a damn good show. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you like
3: it. He yeah, oh, stole can. my stuff. Nah, no, but here's guys the guys. thing.
2: And and I'm asking because I have not seen it yet and I'm excited because mm-hmm. I love it when I don't I know nothing about a show mm-hmm. because when it was coming out when their shows are really interesting in watching I don't read anything in the trades about them. Mm -hmm. I'd like to watch it fresh, Mm -hmm. you know, unless somebody has some copies for me and say, Hey, you can watch a whole bunch of episodes, but usually I
1: don't read anything. She's the ultimate cinephile. I I literally (laughs) sit
2: there, the light, moonlight, like I am there. So this is this is my thing as a fan of her. Because you know horror is my first love. Horror is my boyfriend. (laughs) Me too, I feel you. Okay. And, um, you know, we broke up for a little bit. (laughs) So now we're starting to court each other again. You know, it's working out, you know, we're moving slow. You know, we're reunited, you know, second time around. (laughs) Is this going to be a situation where, because a lot of times when you have horror movies and you have like the the character who has to choose between those two binaries of light and dark, Mm -hmm is there going to be a lot of gray in the show? Because I love gray. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that I don't know why people are afraid to embrace Satan and embrace the dark side. <laughs> I want to see a character who's like, yes, there are some issues you may have with some of the things that I do. Mm-hmm. But I'm embracing this because this is my legacy and this is who I am. Is mm-hmm. it going to be a lot of him fighting to be good or is it just going to be a lot of gray where it's kind of nebulous and we're kind of like, damn, man,
4: we really like you, but dude, you're kind of on a... I don't – it's, it's both. You know, it, what's, what's funny is you know, there are some times when he's – you know, I haven't really talked about this. The thing is he's the antichrist, mm-hmm. okay? So he has to be worshipped and people have to see him as a messiah. Oh, that's right. right. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting if some evil's happening and people are like see it as good right you, you see what I'm right. saying so, I so, think, yeah, so you'll yeah, see yeah. that there are sometimes where he goes to do something mm-hmm. that is e- either evil or whatever and people are like I can't believe it. wow he's a hero or it's this or right. that and right. it becomes right. really kind of mm-hmm. complex yeah. and so you're not really sure mm-hmm. so I do want to keep it great I think right. what people are expecting is a guy who's you know evil. He knows he's evil, he's twirling his mustache, mm-hmm. and everybody else is too dumb to catch him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I've just got a serial killer every right, week. You right, know, I've, just, I've right, just got that. True, I didn't right. want that. I mm-hmm. want a guy who's really struggling mm-hmm. and going back and forth, and, but there's a whole journey there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know I, he is, you know the, uh, here's the thing. If, if you look at, you know, I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is taught to be 100 percent God, 100 percent man. Mm-hmm. Okay, Damien Thorn if he's the Antichrist, needs to be 100% man, 100% devil. Oh, I love that. Okay? So that fight, Mm -hmm. you know, I look at it as like, here's a guy who's going kicking and screaming into hell. Mm -hmm. That's the story. Mm -hmm. I don't want a guy who's already fully Satan and just doing that, and he's just... Because I know what that show is. Right. I want to be surprised. So, right. So mm-hmm. I think this this thing takes a journey, and and you know, and I want it to be as gray mm-hmm. and as complex as 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 possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things, my, uh, you know, my wife watched it last night for the first time, mm-hmm. and she was saying, you know, it's really interesting. She was talking about like the Catholic stuff in it. Right. Okay. And she said. She said, like, one, is all that stuff accurate? And I said, it is. Mm-hmm. And so so think about this. If the book of Revelation—
2: Which is my favorite uh, book uh, in the Bible. Book, okay. I know. That's, the, that's all the fun stuff happens. I don't know any it? of the other books, but when I was a child, like, when we got to Revelation, like, yes? So, so <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> so
4: some people think the book of Revelation is a prophecy. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's just a book that was written for ancient Rome, mm-hmm. okay? So, but the idea is that there's this war, there's, there's this apocalypse. Yeah. And, you know, billions of people will be destroyed. There'll be untold suffering or whatever. The Antichrist Mm -hmm. is in charge of that. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus Christ shows up at the end. Damien says this in in Mm -hmm. episode two. Mm -hmm. So why would God want all those people to be slaughtered by the Antichrist?
2: He did not like them. (laughs) <laughs>
4: like, I mean, you, see what, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. like and so Damien's kinda like, wait a second, what what's right. up God? Right. what's what's right. the plan? Right. You know, like right. so so everything right. you think kind of mm-hmm. starts getting into uh, you know, being questioned. Everything right. gets like into that. play. So yeah, like it becomes that. a lot more complicated, I think, uh-huh. that people are gonna I make, love that because you know? here's the thing.
2: You and I talk about this when we teach screenwriting mm-hmm. a lot. It's like, you know, when you're writing your quote-unquote bad guy, mm-hmm. you know, the bad guy is just the flip side of your protagonist. Like, mm-hmm. the bad guy has their own journey, and they have their own goals, too, that are sure. just as worthy and as just as impassioned mm-hmm. and just as legitimate as your protagonist. So, with that being said, and I'm only saying this because, as a child, you know how I am. Mm-hmm. My thing was, as a child, was... Why was Satan kicked out anyway? If he was just asking <laughs> questions and God couldn't answer them and God got mad, like, doesn't that make God kind of petty? <laughs> exactly. And, and, and yes. if God yes. is that all-knowing, is and if yes. God is all-knowing, didn't yes. know this shit was about to go down. Yes, yes. that's a good so, point. But I have
4: sympathy. I, oh, literally, oh, I'm okay. that person who has sympathy for the devil. Okay, <laughs> that's that's the show. That's, and the, if sh- that's the show. Let, you got let, let, let's think about this, okay? Mm-hmm. So then, if God knew mm-hmm. that Satan was going to sin, right? Uh-huh. So what could – why is that sin so horrible that he's got to be punished and banished banished. from God for all eternity? Like really – if you're about forgiveness, you can't forgive this sin. uh, You know what I'm saying? It's not like, when you know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, so once you start getting into Mm -hmm. it and and it's interesting to, to kind of have a show Mm -hmm. that gets into this, Right. you know? And so, yes, we've got the scares, we've got the thrills, we've Mm -hmm. got the psychological, you know, there's also a lot of conspiracies around Damien. So the church, part of the church wants him to be working for them. Part of the church wants him dead. You know, there's other factions, you know, and, and and all of this stuff, mm-hmm. so and and uh, and some of that, you know, we took from the movie. Right. You know, you, I mean, you could see right. that stuff in play. Mm-hmm. So that's all cool. But then to have something and say, you know, wait a second, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of it's <laughs> right. kind of really fun right. to write. Right. So so you know, I don't want it to be too heady. Right. But if if you you know if the audience wants to have something to think about, that's there. If they just want to watch the throats, that's there. Too. And that's what
2: I like too. I like the psych- the existential psychological thing about that. Like, think about it. Everywhere you go, everybody's Mm -hmm. like, oh, baby Jesus, they celebrate you. But, you know, you come from just as powerful almost, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you down here. Yeah. And you're like, what about me? You know, I'm Mm -hmm. just as dope and you got to go around with, oh, your daddy's the, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's just how is that character as an adult deal with it? Because I know when I love the movie, and I love the the Damon movie, too, Mm -hmm. because I saw a part of that kind of grayness and the little boy character in that. Because Mm -hmm. it was like he kind of knew, like, yeah, this is what I am. You know, why am I going to like, you know... Go away from that You know My father's just as powerful You know Just sure. because I was born this way I have my own destiny And I kind of felt that At the end of the second You know The Omen movie Which is Damien mm-hmm. The third movie We won't talk about yeah, it. We it We act like You know It's just like Godfather 3 We act <laughs> no like it didn't happen movie, Yeah We mm-hmm. just act like it didn't happen But I'm glad to see it 30 years later And we actually get to see Over time You know As opposed to it being a movie You know We get time to To be with Damien And kind of watch him Kind of like Work through this This issue Yeah
4: And, and, and that's key He's working through it So mm-hmm. So, so what he thinks one episode is mm-hmm. not what he thinks the next episode. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, you know, I think what happens is, you know, well what I'm concerned about is that perhaps people can say, oh, well it needs to be this. He needs to be fully mm-hmm. evil and he just needs to be da 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 you know yeah. and, and, and they sort they of care. want to know what's the ending now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 mm. hopefully I'll have a few seasons to get there and to, right. you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and it's not, you know, I'm not interested in this being a TV show that's the same, a different version of the same story every week. Right. Evil it. guy, someone's trying mm-hmm. to get him, they get killed mm-hmm. off, right. he barely gets away. Mm-hmm. And have you know, that would and, and, yeah. and, easy, yeah. and you see that version. Yeah, right. and, and so that's why I was like, no, I want to tell a story over a couple of seasons, okay. hopefully I get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And and there is a real journey. and. Mm-hmm. and 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 i'm really really proud of, of our finale you know because the finale brings everything together mm. and it's it's really I think one of the best things I've done so so I hope you like it when you get there
2: well one of the things I know that some people because I went like last night I was looking I was like well, let me just see what people think because you know I go to mm-hmm. IMDb on the message boards well and, they have Damien Chatt, too. and yeah and, right. one, and one of the things this is like back in December in 2015 and somebody mm-hmm. had said well will Satan show up on the show and somebody said someone <laughs> should write a letter to Glenn so for that person on the message boards on IMDb I'm going to ask him right now so is the devil ever going to show up? Or is it going to be like he's just going to just kind of be that powerful presence that we don't really see physically.
4: It, it, right now, it's a powerful presence. Okay, you do see some things that are yeah. a little tricky that you like, like, I do I, I like know. it. I like it. When,
2: unless he looks like Tim Curry when he was in Play oh, Darkness.
4: No, but no, it's... it's oh, there are some things. There are some things. Sexy Satan. Okay. <laughs>
1: the sweet transvestite,
2: what a, right? What a nice, no, 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 no. Sexy Satan know, with, a nice, probably, with a nice chest with uh, a uh, uh, nice pecs
4: yeah. <laughs> and hooks you up with nice clothes. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think he's better seen unseen or, I like or that. Yeah, of, you know there are some things that we throw in there that the audience might go, wait a minute, what did I just see? But we want that. We okay. want to keep people guessing. So mm-hmm. it's it's um it's it's fun. It's cool. I'm happy. How does with
2: that. how does the cast has the cast is seen it right
1: They've, they've only seen, seen the first five. The first,
4: okay. so, so they haven't even mm-hmm. seen, you know, where. How you it showed all comes them a lot together.
1: already. Usually they don't get to watch it until it's on TV. Oh they might see the uh, pilot. That, that was or a something. thing.
4: That was a thing, yeah. Uh, I guess there was some policy that oh, they okay. should only see it when it's on. But I was like, ah, I love these people. <laughs> so we kind of oh, yeah. <laughs> let them talk thing. about it, right? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, they're promoting
2: well, it. You know? A couple things I like about the show, too, because I went through and I looked at the casting list. A lot of diversity lot, Well, show. that's Glenn You know he's going to do That it. too But Fair. also, in, just in favor By having Barbara Hershey mm-hmm. You know, you're having an older actress Because a lot of times You get older actresses Who are beasts mm-hmm. And we just let them Go out to pasture True. And never bring them back and, and let them have an opportunity So I was really glad That you brought somebody in Who's an older actress Who's <laughs> fabulous pedigree Who's in some of my favorite movies mm-hmm. Bitches, if y'all ain't see The Entity <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, you know, I mean th- th- think, think, think ooh, about yeah. that movie or Last Temptation yeah. of Christ or whatever. Or, oh my god, the or, last I mean, temptation I mean, of Christ. She, ooh, she takes oh, chances. Man. She she takes risks. Yes. And, and and that's why I think we work well together, you know. And she she and, and the thing about Barbara is she goes over the um you know, like every line of dialogue. Mm-hmm. And she actually called me once and said, We had this storyline where she was really in the back half of the show.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So I was like, I don't know, if I, I, I'm kind of missing Barbara. So I wrote a scene for her to be in the front half of the yeah. show. And she called and was like, there's no reason for the scene, can you cut my scene? See, that's, real, I mean, yeah, what a pro. That's a yeah. pro right know, there. That's a pro, she's just like, yeah. She said, it, it, the scene only exists to keep me alive mm-hmm. in the front half of the show. Don't, not, not alive, like right. just yeah, on yeah, the just screen. The same, right. And, and, and uh, I was like, wow.
1: See? Yeah. See what happens,
2: yeah. I mean, See she, what happens she's really, when you get a pro yeah. in, in there, really knows what man. story and yeah. knows that the actor is bringing mm-hmm. the story to mm-hmm. the thing. Go ahead. Well, let's, so,
1: you, so you started talking about diversity. So let's go in because I know this is one of your favorite mm-hmm. topics to talk about. Yeah. So let's talk about how you staff and let's talk about what you're doing through Writers Guild for diversity and stuff like
4: well, that. Well, yeah. You know, uh, l- let, me, let me say, you know, when I've been involved on staffs in the past, mm-hmm. okay, and staffing – I'm very interested in not having diversity in the room as oh we have one black woman mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she represents all not the
2: checklist yeah, yeah. that's
4: that's mm-hmm. not right you want to have a lot of women in the room you want to have a lot of people of, <laughs> and of different backgrounds yeah. and, and 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 all of that and what happens is people end up thinking you know oh i don't need a gay writer because mm-hmm. I don't have a gay character mm-hmm. or people get limited yeah, to mm-hmm. that, you know, and that's yeah. when, when I've been involved in, in staffing and you say, what about this person? The, the, the people have these inane and really racist and sexist reasons mm-hmm. not to hire people mm-hmm, right. who are not middle-aged white men. Cool. You know, the system is rigged. Okay. okay? Yeah. You get, you get uh, reps, you know, the big agencies uh, may not represent Enough people, mm. and so so you have to go to other agencies, and, mm-hmm. and it just requires more work mm-hmm. and everything, and and so and and you're not you know people look at credits, mm. you know, a lot of those are, have gone to mm. the, the the white men and yep. stuff. So I've really been surprised at the amount of pushback. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. And, like that's something. So I'm like, okay, why is there mm-hmm. p- pushback? Yeah. You know, why is the system like that? And and everybody's got you know a reason or an excuse or or well, it's not us, mm-hmm. you know. And once you start talking about it, it, makes people uncomfortable. People think you're calling them racist mm-hmm. or sexist or whatever. It's a fine I'm line. It's like yeah, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and people are really uncomfortable. So, so as a white middle-aged guy, mm-hmm. okay, who's a showrunner, when I start He's talking it, Italian, about though. Yeah, but you're know. Italian. You no, know so, Italians. Italians
2: are just light-skinned black people. So, well,
4: so I, I, my family is from Sicily. So look, so, look, so. I'm telling you. I'm just letting y'all know. Y'all, no, no, they like the Irish. You
2: got over here, and when they got over here, okay, I guess we're white now. I'm like, No, you're not. You're not.
4: So, so I. Um, started talking about this, you mm-hmm. know, and, 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 and that I get some traction talking about mm-hmm. it, you know, cause it doesn't feel like I have an ax to grind. I'm going mm-hmm. kind of talk about it from the, 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 the group that actually benefits from the system, just mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, so I really try to, you know, when I'm staffing, my shows you know uh we had a lot of women in the room i make sure that my assistants on this particular show that the script coordinator the writer's assistant my assistant are women and and that way so they're coming in they're Mm -hmm. learning you know they're 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 getting mentored and then you know hopefully you know i'll get more seasons and move those people up and get them into the system and and that'll be great Mm -hmm. you know um so so I've been doing that. I think on you know with the cast I want that to be uh, as diverse as possible. Sure. I think you can always do better, mm-hmm. you know, but you know that's something that's really important and and as the showrunner it's up to me to say to our casting director but also our production team. You know there's there's a a, a thing that Gina Davis pointed out that backgrounds uh, right. but people in backgrounds mm-hmm. are not uh Usually, those crowds are usually 70% men instead right. of 50-50. That's true. Right. Right. So every production meeting, I have to bring this up. Really? And you know what? And I still have one shot in, mm-hmm. in a uh, show in which um, there's a crowd scene and it's all men. Mm-hmm. And, and I had a call and say, this is not good enough. Let's not do that right. again or whatever. But, you know, it's embarrassing that yeah. even on right. a show when you're paying attention and saying it, yeah. it mm-hmm. still gets through. Right. So, you know, that resistance yeah. is, right. is yeah. really right. uh, systemic. So at the Guild, what what I've done is is I'm on the um, – I'm the co-chair of the diversity advisory mm-hmm. group. Shonda Rhimes is the mm-hmm. other co-chair. And we have a great bunch of people there. And we talk about, you know, trying to put together um, – Ways, I think what happens is a lot of people are attacking the diversity issue mm-hmm. or lack of inclusion, let's say, yes, yeah. um, um, by, by, you know, finding more people and getting them into the system. Mm-hmm. And I think the issue is keeping people in the system and developing those talents. Right. And what happens is, you know, you have the staff diversity position mm-hmm. and people do, um, you know – you know if people don't know who are listening it's it's a certain type of funding that comes half from the studio and mm-hmm. half from the network and so somebody might be a staff writer they might do 2 years on a show mm-hmm. and then they have to move on to the show's official budget and a lot of times those seats might be taken, so yeah. that person is cut, and then you get a new free person. But now that person who was cut may have to go and repeat that position mm-hmm. on another show. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, and I know people who have yeah. repeated those positions mm-hmm. three, four times. I don't see any white guys repeating staff writer positions three, four times on well, shows. Can, can
1: I interrupt you with something? Yeah. There's, I've been on the black committee at the Writers Guild for, I don't know, how long have we gone? Ten years, maybe? Mm-hmm. Here's an interesting thing that I found Three years ago until the new regime came in, that's what I call it, (laughs) (laughs) meaning all the young people, right? Until three years, two and a half, three years ago, there was like six to ten people in a room. Mm -hmm. Now there's like 60 to 70 people in a room. It is packed, full of writers. I'm on this show, I'm on this show, I'm on this show, I'm on this show. And then a year later, I'm not working, right? Mm -hmm. So now it's still packed. Now it's full of half people who are working and half people who aren't working. Right, right. And what I found is, yes, everybody's getting in. But nobody's doing exactly what you're talking about. They're all getting to that staff job, but nobody's moving story right. editor. executive – nobody. They're and all you, standing right there. And you want to right move there. those
4: people up so yes. that they can create their, their own shows. So what we've done is we've started a staff writer boot camp, mm-hmm. and and over the past two years we've had almost 200 people come in and they come in for a full day and we just teach them how not to get fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> basically like that's <laughs> like, important. That's important. important. Now. And then there's a uh, at the mid level there's a writers access project, mm-hmm. a TV thing, where people submit scripts, they're blind reads, and and they you know are read by a number of showrunners, and mm-hmm. it's thumbs up, thumbs down. Do you like this writing? Right. Would you meet with this person mm-hmm. based on the strength of that writing? So then it ends up being about 20 honorees, and a couple of years ago when they started this program, I would go in and teach people. I would do like a two, three-hour class about how do you interview with a showrunner, mm-hmm. So, you know, if you get that meeting, they like your writing. Now, how do you close it in the right. room? Mm-hmm. And what happens is a lot, of, a lot of times, and I've been through this when, mm-hmm. when a, between Nash Bridges and The Shield, when you're out of work, you know, your confidence is down. Sure, mm-hmm. You feel like you have to apologize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you don't want to, you, you know, and it's hard to close something. It's hard to come in and, and you know, present yourself in a positive sure. way. And people are kind of apologetic and all mm-hmm. that. So so now we have a uh, 5 week class okay which I teach mm-hmm. which is um you know I still give that Thing about how to interview with the showrunner. That's the first class. The second class is then people practice their stories, and then I have two other writers with me, and then it's like American Idol. We give them notes, like say this, (laughs) don't say say that. that. Mm -hmm. That's not good. That was Mm -hmm. great. You know that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and it works. You know, like so. So we had a guy last week who just went on and on with his story, and I said, you know what's what's coming across? It makes me feel like if you're in the writers' room, you're not going to get to the point and Mm. I want somebody so you got to show in your story how you have that skill Right. you know what I'm saying that kind of stuff I always
1: tell them it's staccato you got to think staccato it's like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you you got to get get to it (laughs) because the (laughs) showrunner has got to move
4: on and here's and, my lasagna. So. <laughs> <It> smells delicious. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have
2: me too yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, so then we have. So then we'll bring in somebody to teach people how to pitch. We bring mm-hmm. in reps. So mm-hmm. not everybody is rep. Yeah. Um, we'll bring in alumni from, from past years. Mm-hmm. So then, so then I go and I talk to the um, showrunner training program you know, and mm-hmm. talk to them, with not Jeff. only about with Jeff. Mm-hmm. And so I do give a talk on crisis management, but I also give a talk on diversity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause when you're staffing, you know, everybody's throwing these lists at you and all of these people mm-hmm. and we have deals here and da da da. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the pool is mostly white mm-hmm. and you got it. Your job as the showrunner is to know where else to look for writers. You know what I mean? Well, who do you reach out to? That sure. kind of stuff. So and we just talk about that, and that's been, I think, helpful. And now what I've started doing is I've gone to the heads of some studios. I've gone to networks, agencies, mm-hmm. the TV packaging group. So, you know, I really did have a sit down with, with the he- heads of a, a studio and said, like, listen, here's how I think your studio and network is racist and sexist without meaning to be.
1: <laughs> tell
3: them tell him, Glenn tell
1: them Glenn all Italian people New York
2: let's
3: come let's up let's and say let me tell you
4: oh. I said this here's what, you what happens at. here's <laughs> what happens and they said yeah we gotta fix that hmm. so I said great so they sent me in and I spoke to, to other executives and mm-hmm. stuff and and you know stuff comes up you know where they affronted, like how dare you <laughs> no no they want to here's the thing everybody wants to fix this but nobody knows how to fix it okay. mm-hmm. and, and what it is is it's a matter of of you're gonna have to take a chance on people mm-hmm. no matter what mm-hmm. okay and the white guy inspires confidence mm-hmm. a lot of times that's the bias mm-hmm. people think oh that person looks like sure. me that person's a young me that person i understand that person it's like
1: your character it, it, if you, if you don't have the the race of it it's assumed it's white right for example. the, default. Same, same, yeah, the default. default yeah you know
4: yeah and i always write the the races for my character. Okay. I, I I you know there are writers who say, well, I just write a character, mm-hmm. and and then and that's how we're slipping and, through. And,
3: and, and, <laughs> that's, how, <what?
4: laughs> that's how that's how stuff gets through. It's like
2: well, just you know we just write the character, and then you know the casting, the diversity will come from. Sometimes you got to be specific and write it in. The no, script. you got to be specific. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. you mm-hmm. got you got to
4: be specific, and mm-hmm. you got to, You know, or or you know, and 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 not doing that, I think, is a type of laziness. Just mm-hmm. like when you a lot of times when people write female characters mm-hmm. they write you know um hot but doesn't know it mm-hmm. the girl next door but doesn't know it mm-hmm. and basically what that's saying is um she's fuckable right <laughs> ah! But not intimidating, right? right okay, first right, of all, right. hot women know they're hot, mm-hmm. as in my experience. Right. And two, what is that? Why are you writing that? Unless that's a trait, you right. know, like she, so she's beautiful but stupid about her own appearance. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's just not good. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so, you, so you just and then sometimes they'll say, "Well, we want to write that because otherwise actresses." feel that you're not saying they're pretty. I'm like, okay, can we give some people some credit? So so in my scripts, we don't God. comment on anybody's appearance. Okay. We just say, you know, powerful, sharp, mm-hmm. you know, smart or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um and it's fine. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. And, and actors are not calling me saying, Do you think I'm pretty? <laughs> it doesn't say so in the script. Like nobody says that. So that doesn't work. It doesn't hold up. You know? I'm not sure. Am I hot? So I don't know. So So my thing is, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, go around and just talk about this and Mm -hmm. just say, look, we all have behaviors. We Mm -hmm. all have, have things that is our baggage and you bring it into a room and you kind of have to work through it or whatever. But you know, it's, it it, it just amazes me that there's, um, so much resistance, you know, for, Mm -hmm. for example, okay. I said, I said to, to, um, some network executives, I said, look, you guys are doing a lot of comic book shows now. Mm -hmm. You, I know you think that the ultimate comic book guy is some white geeky guy (laughs) who has a massive comic (laughs) collection, who Uh has a massive comic collection (laughs) Mm And and that's it. And that's who you are thinking mm-hmm. is the right person for that job. Mm-hmm. So go to Comic Con. No, yep. mm-hmm. it's an incredibly diverse place. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's fifty percent women at least. Yep. Right. Okay. I said you know women love horror. Yes. least at okay. all of them. You know, but, <laughs> you travel the world. But, but, okay. You know, when, when you put forward a, a woman to to write on on Damien, <laughs> b- the question is, can she do horror? Like, I'm people, like that's and that's I'm like, women. Can she do horror? Yes. Women love horror. Yeah. But that, that it's a question. It's just a question that that. that that, that doesn't get applied to the white right. male writers. Right. So you just kinda have to, you know, and, and I'm lucky because I've been a showrunner before. Mm-hmm. So I can push back and say, well wait a second, you know, like let's let's examine that. Mm-hmm. But the new showrunners just kind of get, you know, they're gonna not want to fight that fight or whatever. So you kinda have to give people the the opportunity to do that. So I'm glad it's mm-hmm. out there and people are talking about mm-hmm. it and stuff. Right. But but I worry that a lot of times too much of the debate is about something needs to be done and i i wish there were more solutions or mm-hmm. more people were mm-hmm. you know saying let's try this let's try this. there's not one magic solution right, sure, you know right, what i mean so right. so it's 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 a screwed up business well i
2: mean like i said sometimes you have to be very specific in your scripts mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's, i think a lot of it's just the mentoring too the idea that you can mentor new talent that doesn't look like you yeah. And to look to see what they have—that's great. It's mm-hmm. funny that you talked about women writing horror because uh, in two weeks I'm going to be at NorthwestCon. Con. I'm doing a ton of panels. I'm like on ten panels about mm-hmm. horror, and I'm doing one called "Horror Not Just for White Dudes." Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and you know, we're gonna, we're going to break it down because it's like this this misconception in terms of nerds. Like you know, online part of the community that I follow is nerds of color. Black I girl mean, whenever nerds. we you know, mm-hmm. whenever we're watching these shows that are coming out everybody's watching it and it's not just people people with disabilities Mm -hmm. people all kinds of communities and i think what they i I think what we what it is that people just really want they just want to be a part of it included with it and be Mm -hmm. able to tell their stories too and be part of telling the stories that are being told already Mm -hmm. and it's like the pushback is like no don't be scared we're trying to make your show even better Mm -hmm. you know it's because people talk i mean they get vicious Mm -hmm. on social media but i'm like i said when i looked at the um the IMB page, and I saw your cast, and I saw, you know, basically with your background, I'm like, okay, this, this Damien show is gonna be something. It's gonna be something. And, and oh, gonna be something. It's gonna be something. we gonna something see. Like, you know, like, I wanna be scared, and I wanna be psychologically, like, make me think, mm. and, you know, like, damn it. You know, like, y'all <laughs> gonna make me have more sympathy for the devil. Like, come on, Damien. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Can Let's I take ju- over the can world. I, can I just say something? You know, sure. one, one of, the, one of the, the other things about the, the diversity mm-hmm. issue is people make assumptions. Mm-hmm. You know? So you, know, you mentioned you know, writers with disabilities, mm-hmm. for example. Okay? So I went to the – at the Guild, the, uh, the committee for writers with disabilities. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting. They said uh, you know, a lot of times they are not even interviewed oh, yeah, for sure. writer positions because people think they can't cover set. And mm-hmm. he said, listen, we get, you know. So let's say you're in a wheelchair or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. They they get around the world, right? You know, but no one ever asks Ask them. They're right. not getting the opportunity, the right. meeting. That's a good point. You know, and and, and I thought, wow, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So you know, So the question is not, is just, you know, how how would you cover set? If I need you to cover set, how would you cover set? And mm-hmm. let the person explain if they can do that or not right. and and or what right. you know what they need mm-hmm. and then that's it you mm. know but but, but people are afraid to ask that question because yeah. they feel they're gonna look mm. not politically correct to right. say oh i happen to notice you're in a wheelchair right mm-hmm. <laughs> you know right. What I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so, but instead of having an honest dialogue <laughs> right about it, you know yeah, so definitely. so that's one of the things that i've been kind of trying to get out there like right. you know like like um Um, You know, working with SAG on on this, you know, like, for example, um, you got to make sure your casting directors have wheelchair access, because otherwise, sometimes people can't go in and and, and audition, you know, so, so there's a lot going on and, and, and. and, I don't know anyway thanks I, I for, don't you know. Know. I'm, no, a, I'm just a,
2: glad that people are doing that because I know one of my, my Twitter peeps uh, Dominic Evans does like I believe it's like every Tuesday or on Saturdays but they have discussions and it's called the hashtag is filmdis f-i-l-m-d-i-s and they talk about filmmakers and actors and people who are making film they are dealing with disabilities and mm-hmm. how the community film community um, can make it accessible for them mm-hmm. so people are having these conversations so if they're like you know casting directors or people in film who are like you said might be kind of uncomfortable like oh I just didn't want to ask I'm not Sure of how to ask that you might want To follow that, that hashtag and ask Questions and talk mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. that and just Be open to, to listening because people Just really just want access and I'm just mm-hmm. happy That the conversation is happening And that people are a lot more Aware and it's just going to make your TV Shows and things a lot better no, This is interesting yeah. I'm
1: doing a new segment On the Writers Guild podcast I helped Steven and him put that one together the mm-hmm. third and Fairfax One mm-hmm. and um I'm doing segments now with all the different committees So I did one on the black committee first Because it was Black History Month last week mm-hmm. <laughs> So now I'm doing one on the Latino committee yeah. But that's an interesting question I'm supposed to interview one of the guys from the um, disability committee What do they call something else mm-hmm. and, um, um, But that's a really interesting question You know, that somebody just needs to answer And let people know, hey guys, we can do this And we can do this, and we can do this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? that's interesting. Right. Yeah. Right. That's interesting And,
2: and also that. understand that the people who have disabilities That aren't like visible you know what I mean? Because yeah. a lot, there was a, a thing that was flare up some people were talking about how, you know, when we have, uh, whether it's discussions or places where you have seating for people who have disabilities sit up mm-hmm. front and some people are seeing people who are sitting there in these disability sections and they don't look like they're dis- disabled mm-hmm. but you don't know what their situation is so mm-hmm. it's like there's ways of, of opening up the conversation mm-hmm. and letting people just realize that there's a lot more for you to learn okay. and that these people are, are fans and they mm-hmm. want to be part of that thing so I just think just educating yourself and just being aware more mm-hmm. than anything
4: mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think part of the thing is that the showrunners need to decide you know, I think showrunners have a responsibility to kind of show the world as it is, mm-hmm. to have as many different people and storylines sure. on TV, you know, and, oh, sorry. <laughs> and, and, and you, um, but, you know, that, that paradigm of the writer's room as like, you know, a frat house or an old boys' club, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm just gonna hire my friends mm-hmm. and, and tell that story. And really, if you think about how the, Writers' rooms were set up. I've been thinking about this recently. It was supposed to be, oh, I'm the showrunner and I need everybody to match my voice. Mm -hmm. And I don't really need someone to match my voice. I need somebody to kind of match my style of storytelling. You know, like I want to tell the story this way. I want – you know, and Mm – but I don't want to write every script, mm-hmm. so I want everybody to kind of <laughs> add. And there's so many things in Damien that are just. weird. What were you
1: looking for when you were staffing Damien as an example? Like, did you want, want, the, want? Were you looking for other people, horror? Or did it matter at that time? No,
4: I wanted people who who could do stuff I couldn't do. You uh, know that okay. I was interested in mm-hmm. the show. So, for example. You know, yeah, I know horror, but I'm not a huge horror buff that knows every movie sure. ever made. Sure, So I hired one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And this guy, this guy, uh, Mark Kruger, uh, who's mm-hmm. my number two, so mm-hmm. he was high up. Mm-hmm. He helped me organize the show as well. So a lot of times I'm like, hey – has anyone ever done this? And he's like, hmm, let me think, you know, do, 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 do. he goes through his computer mm-hmm. and he's like, no, I don't think anyone's ever done that. So I was mm-hmm. like, great, we're doing okay, it. You know, good. that kind yeah, of cool thing. Smart. And then watch, when
2: we watch the show, me and my friends live tweeting like,
3: mm-hmm,
2: 65, <laughs> <laughs> <a>
4: Swedish film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ep- okay, there's, there's something in episode five. I don't think it's been done before. Okay, <laughs> give, give no, it to no. me. I okay, no, no, I love
2: it. No, I love it. If we've done it, then we looked hard to see that we it. No, Really good, I mean, but like, he is it, like that, yeah. I love those type of people, <laughs> yeah. like because they just know because it's like it just pushes your show to be better, it's like it yeah. just pushes you, to like, don't yeah. bring me the same old, same right. old because you so, know, those horror our horror hounds are out there watching, like, mm, damn. yeah, and we're, and, and we're writing for those <laughs> right, people, right, right? And
4: then, and then, um, one woman came in, staff writer, Casey Perry, she's fantastic, mm-hmm. and she came in and was like, uh, I was a photographer. I was like great okay, perfect, mm-hmm. so perfect, so mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. talk and then and then we started talking about you know aspects of the show that she, she responded, to. so everybody I brought in you know was a kind of either a specialist or mm-hmm. or someone who you know could do something i couldn't do Smart. I didn't just want mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. a, 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 a room full of me's. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody wants that trust <laughs> me but, but but you know, I want the people you're who are to be you are casting your own. a yeah, yeah, of yeah. little of a yeah. bit of a little a good point. of you know, and, and so then there was this one woman that I, um, I had worked with before, Sarah Thorpe. Mm-hmm. And she's just weird sometimes. Like she's a ah, great person; ah, she's not weird. But her writing ah, ah, is so like I'm like, what? Is, what's going on? Like uh-huh. it's so kind of weird, and then it just takes this turn. I was like, okay. And so, so there are some <laughs> scenes that that you know I'm just I just kind of forget to huh. cut them. I'm just like, yeah, I, I, like I really fall into her scenes. where yeah. there was this guy. So like r- she's r- still r- compelling though. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's great hey, though. Yeah, but yeah. it's so so surprised. And, yeah. and sort of hypnotic. Mm-hmm. She's got a really interesting way to write. Mm-hmm. Or there was this guy, uh, Richard Haddam, who. Oh, li- li- Yeah, oh, do you know Richard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he came in, and right at that time when we were doing, he wrote episode six. Mm-hmm. So we were. Kind of, you know, ha- was still trying to figure out the back half of the season. And, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a lot of pressure. There right. was a lot of pressure at that point because mm-hmm. that was like a, a tough turn to make. Sure, sure. And he came in with this phenomenal pitch. It was one of the best pitches I ever heard. And he went and he wrote the script. I didn't change a word of that script. I just gave him notes. Mm-hmm. But I did not re- – it was the wow. one script I did not rewrite. Wow. <laughs> and, <a> <laughs> yeah. It was just really, really mm-hmm. great. So, so it's a matter of bringing in people who can – you know, do stuff that you can't do, you know? Well,
2: well you I love the fact that you had the sorry to cut you, but I love the fact that you had the the writer who was a photographer because I think thematically it's interesting how you switched them Damien into a photographer because if you remember mm. In the old you know, the original movies, mm-hmm. you had the one guy a photographer and I always had pictures and weird things with mm-hmm. like the neck and he was looking at pictures like, Oh, there's a tracing of that. The whole thing about images and how you see things, how things are perceived. Mm-hmm. And then you have Damien who's a war photographer, who's probably been all over the place and seen horrific things, mm-hmm. how that's gonna play in thematically throughout the whole mm-hmm. series in terms of him looking, perceiving, photographs and just I just think there's a lot of layers, good juicy things <laughs> oh, in there. Of,
4: thanks. Let let me ask you a question mm-hmm. then. So I saw The Omen when I was really young. I do too. And that was the first time that I had seen photographic evidence of the supernatural in a film. Oh, Has it been done before that? Where um, had it been done?
2: I'm trying to think. Where we've I've seen – it might have been some old – like 1950s movies. I was just trying to think because when those photographic things were happening when I was a kid, I remember I was reading and I was little too when I first saw like, Drive-In, Backseat because yeah. I was reading paranormal books about ghost photography, how people were taking pictures oh, really? of people. But yeah, yeah. Like, mind you, at this time, I think when The Omen came out, I must have been like 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And I don't know in movies that I remember right offhand that does that. But I do remember reading about people do doing that kind of spirit photography mm-hmm. and getting weird things where mm-hmm. people Shapes had died mm-hmm. and something would be over their head that kinda looked like
0: mm-hmm. whatever
2: the thing that had come mm-hmm. which gave me chills when I went home and nightmares. Like, oh God, I didn't want to take pictures after that. Mm-hmm. Polaroid pictures. Mm-hmm. We'd be waving that thing <laughs> and I'd be looking like is there uh, anything around my neck or going through my head? But think you know, i have to go look in my, my horror encyclopedia and see. Yeah, because it's of been spirit. done to death since then. Yeah. But, but but you can do but, something again yeah. that's been done to death yeah. if you do it in a way that's fresh yeah.
4: and new that but, excites. But it. but that's kind of made that photography part oh, stick out from. Yeah, the that's film. A good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and it was just kind of yeah kind of cool.
1: I was just going to pick it back up on of one thing. Um, we were talking about the room and talking about <clears throat> like how you staff and cast a room. Mm-hmm. I heard you talking once about um, like Kurt Sutter and Sean Ryan as example of. There's there's certain people you have in your room who are those people that just mm-hmm. knock off ideas mm-hmm. who are like that. Do mm-hmm. you always have one right in the room who could appear to upstage the entire room because they're so smart, but they have to learn because my friend you know Macbeth, Big Bed Do you know Macbeth Court? Macbeth has that thing where he's a stand up comic and he writes dramas, but he's just like and who in your room was that guy who was or that girl who was just able to just. Pop off! I know you always talk about like A-manian? that's one of your yeah that's yeah, like one of your
4: It was me oh you were the guy <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> you know. was well, that uh, <laughs> no no I'm just saying yeah. that that it's it's um um yeah I think I think um, yeah they can all sort of do it but but th- this group was really trying to figure out um and it was a really great group but they were you know. To be honest, there were sometimes like there's one event in in episode four i don 't mm-hmm. know where it came from, okay. so a lot of times maybe that 's happening when I leave the room okay. you know it, mm-hmm. you know what i 'm saying, yep. but I mean they're all talented maybe k c can do it okay. um, um, she could certainly do it, I think Sarah could do it had him um mm-hmm. Um, we had will brumel who 's now on Ash vs the Evil Dad. He was uh, able to yeah. do it too right. the The thing is and what i 'm referring to there is that a lot of times when i 'm on a, uh, when i 've um, come in on another show mm-hmm. so say you know, I originally came into Hawthorne as a number two. Right. I came mm-hmm. on to um, um, Walking Dead as a number two. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I consulted on a show called Criminal Mind Suspect Behavior mm-hmm. with Forrest mm-hmm. or whatever. So you're coming into rooms that other people have staff. Right. Okay?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And a lot of times those staffs think in a very linear fashion and so they they think like okay well this person's starting here and they go here and they get this information then they go here and they mm-hmm. say i know this happened and then they go here and they say this happened this mm-hmm. happened but sometimes you just want like an explosion in the middle mm-hmm. <laughs> of or, a or, or, or you know a car chase mm-hmm. or you want something kind of like coming out of left field right. you don't want it to be just a series of meetings mm-hmm. you know and 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 there is I won't say an investigation, but Damien's trying to find facts. You know, he's trying to figure out, well, what does this Antichrist mean and who's mm-hmm. behind this and, and is this real and all of that stuff? So so I didn't want to have the, that type of linear storytelling. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you really have to push the, the staff to kind of think outside the box. So mm-hmm. on The Shield, you know, Sean could kind of sit down and go, wait a second. And it'd sit for you know five ten minutes in mm-hmm. silence, and they go, "What about this?" And just bring up something that had nothing to do with anything mm-hmm. else we were talking, but mm-hmm. it would kind of snap everything into mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. You know, Kirk can do that. Mm-hmm. I can do that. So, so that's the skill that I think if people can develop, mm-hmm. and and you know, not just fine tuning existing ideas, that's important. But a lot of that stuff gets worked out at the outline. Sure. Yeah, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's what the outline is for. And I don't want to take up room time on that. I want to know like the big blocks of the okay. the of the the show right. and kind of say, "Okay, yes, that's got a beginning and middle and end." And now, you know, either the rest of the room can fine-tune it or or but that's really what right. I feel it, it makes an effective use of the room, not okay. not getting all every little piece down. Mm-hmm. I want the writers to figure that out. On their mm, own. Right. You know? Yeah, and, and if there's a problem, bring it back to right, us. Right, you know, sure right. Like, I want to trust the writers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people want everything figured out in the room and then they, you know, just have somebody kind of write that up as an outline and flesh it out mm-hmm. and then that goes to script. Well, I'm a lot looser. You know, I want to be surprised. I want to trust my writers. I don't outline. I oh, don't really? like. I don't like outlining. That's we right. figure it out on the board, and well, I let's say, go "Beat my. it out so I, strong." Yeah, that, you know? beat it out. Yeah, yeah. Right. and then I say, "Go write it." Yeah. And then I read it, and I go, "No, nah, this is terrible. Let's, let's, <laughs> oh, let's we screwed this up. Let's write it again. Yeah. Let's write it again." <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, and I kind of look at it like like it's like being in a studio with a band, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Okay, no, stop. Go. You know, <laughs> that broke down. Let's do it again. Nah, and, nah, you nah. know." And 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 I really want to find it in the writing. Okay. So that can make me look crazy, mm-hmm. right? And and I've been on shows where people say, "Oh, this guy doesn't know what he wants." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "No, I know exactly what I want." But I want to be surprised. I want the writer to bring sure. up something. But that's, I, yeah. and, I, and I want to find it in the writing. Yeah. You know, I want to find it on the because mm-hmm. if yeah. I see it in scene form, mm-hmm. and I'm wowed after working on it a few times, I know it works, mm-hmm. and that's how okay. it sticks.
3: Wow. So that, that's
4: that's my process. So so part of me. You know, hiring the writing staff is—is is I knew enough about my process this time mm-hmm. to say this is how I work. Mm-hmm. This could be frustrating if you're fastidious mm-hmm. or you're precious or you mm-hmm. really feel you know. But like <laughs> said, you know, if you're precious, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, if you're precious about your writing, but mm. but like I want somebody like like I want to be able to say, okay, here's a great idea. Now we're going to develop it. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of, you know, two or three days go yeah, this has been a waste of time. We had to write the first time. But now I know it really works. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I I want Mm -hmm. people to kind of be flexible and loose Mm -hmm. and everything. And that's when the best writing comes together. You know, Mm -hmm. that's how I feel. You know what I like about what
1: you're talking about is. I mean, usually, you know, most of, the, most of the people that I've worked with that I've talked to, they always want, you know, you've got to turn the outline first, et cetera, et cetera. It's sounds like you're giving the writer a chance to throw in a little bit of the voice. Yeah. As All much of as it. You, that's what I yeah. That's yeah. What you don't hear that.
4: You do not. That's what I want. Yes. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, when Mark Kruger wrote the, the script for um, the second script, for example, mm-hmm. okay, he did a phenomenal job, okay. you know. And then we started tightening the story or whatever. And then and then we got to you know a long conversation between um, um, Damien and Barbara's character mm-hmm. and Rutledge. So I wrote that. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of worked on that. And then I give it back to Mark and mm-hmm. say, Okay, tell me where I screwed up, you know, and then he rewrites it. And then mm-hmm. I get it back and I rewrite it. And most wow. people are giving notes and right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So so, you know, same kind of stuff, okay. you know. So so there are some scenes that I didn't touch. There are some mm-hmm. scenes I wrote for other people's stuff. And it goes back and forth and it's all okay. a process. I've, mm-hmm. I found I had to really write the the Rutledge material. I mm-hmm. really had to kind of focus in on that because I was developing that that mm-hmm. character a mm-hmm. certain way. But um, you know, the staff really did a great job with this. Mm-hmm. You know, and and but it was back and forth. And there were some scenes that I can't tell you who wrote. I'm like <laughs> I'm like I think I wrote some of that. Yeah, I think yeah, they it wrote. It was, might I can't. Yeah. yeah, but it's all it's all fun. And it's but all you're but cause you're
1: cause like, that showrunner. You don't you don't have to put your name on every script and stuff like that. You no, I don't. The I don't like doing that. I I,
4: I I did put my name on on one script. Uh, uh, well, if you come uh, and freaking completely rewrite it, put your damn name on it, but if you did Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I rewrote it a, a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and the writer was part of our first crew, mm-hmm. uh, first staff, not the second, but I still felt bad about it. But okay. but I sent it to the guild and said, you guys decide. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's the thing. But I don't put my name on on the... You know, I have the executive producer credits. Yeah, you credit, got, you so can I do don't what you need, want to do. Right. Yeah, and it's important, I know, to the staff to you know these residuals are important the the Mm -hmm. the credit's important and Mm -hmm. stuff and and i'm asking them to you know buy into to my program so Mm -hmm. i I don't really like to put understood um um my credit on it you know
1: one one last question for you when you guys switch from are we done already i'm
4: having a good time (laughs) (laughs) we can keep going i could do a part two okay um
1: when you guys switched from A and E, I'm sorry, from Lifetime to A and E, did you change the tone at all? Because A no. and E is a little more darker, or was it already written that way and you no, just no, it was adjusted? already, you know, okay. and it was
4: it was the same people too. Like there was this woman, Nina Liederman, who was at Lifetime, mm-hmm. and 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 she was the one who bought it for Lifetime. I really liked her, so when they said we want to move you to A and E, I say, like, well, what about Nina? Like, is she still involved? I mm-hmm. really want her to be involved, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. So so she was. Oh, just, so so yeah, yeah, no, we just kind of. What's weird is with and, – and and this might drive you particularly crazy. Okay? <laughs> Bring it. He got okay. you figured out. Bring like it. it. But, but, um, mm-hmm. We moved from Lifetime to A&E mm-hmm. but also the division of Fox that I was with, Fox TV Studios, mm-hmm. merged with Fox 21. So oh, so yeah. we had a lot of executives moving around now they're assigned to the show now they're not mm-hmm. now they're leaving now they're this now mm-hmm. they're that you know for both parties so i counted over the course of season 1 i had 19 different executives involved at some point me? with the show but only one of them was a diehard horror fan.
3: Really?
4: <laughs> so, Man. That like, so that guy was like, "That oh. guy was like, you got the daggers of Megiddo? I love that. <laughs> he's like, I love that shit. He's yes. like, you know, we reference hagen and he's <laughs> like, Yeah, that.' But the rest we're of them a, are we 'We're
2: like, such a special breed. <laughs> 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 Our <laughs> eyes get teary-eyed when we mention things, and we just have that moment together. <laughs> yeah. Like,
3: yes. Yeah, <laughs> you <know>? you <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, one." Yeah. I love it Wow
2: (laughs) Well I'm looking forward To seeing you know One Barbara Hershey Being Mm. amazing And plus I mean she's like The broker of evil Like I love the (laughs) fact That when we show evil women Like a lot of times They always have women Being like Oh we have to aspire To be good Like Mm. I like it When women are just like No (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna wreck shit too. <laughs> and we're she's bringing on business about it. Yeah, too. and I so love she's, that she's great. She's I love great. that. I saw like my, I showed my mother like I went through. And my mother's like, well, what time can you know? She got she gotta, my mother needs to have things planned out, mm, you right. know, for her evening. And so we went well, through. I said, run. I know. I said, well, let's go on the <laughs> web page and look at it. So we were watching all the short trailer clips and stuff mm. like that. And she's like, and I love. I have to tell you, I loved. The first, the first one I saw was when the one girl had fallen out the window, and then it play everything plays backwards. Yeah, yeah, uh,
1: yeah I saw that. that was oh great. my god, that was uh-huh, so yeah. freaking!
2: Because the first thing i are like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> and it's like and she's going backwards, and then she's like walking back, like "Oh shit!" And then she says, "It's all for you, damn!" I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> 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 they are not bullshit. <laughs> exactly. And someone exactly. was like, "Oh my god!" And the guy in the taxi cab, and <laughs> it's just like, "Oh my god!" So we're
1: geeked. You mm-hmm. know, so we're excited. No, we're going to be on blasting the fuck out of this. <sighs> no, I you Thank know. You. you know, because yeah, it's rare to have that. really yeah. good
2: horror, especially when it's like done well and it's done. You know, I'm just excited. I'm just, I just wish there was more horror stuff that I could see. Because a lot of times, like I said, they'll have horror stuff on TV, but it'd be like the kind of nice, safe PG thirteen mm-hmm. horror, like Vampire
4: Diaries. <laughs> Look, so I much. didn't want—I didn't want to say no name, but you've been name drop there's, name there's checking this, people. There's this one scene in one <laughs> one episode that my wife, my wife actually moved away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Is she, Who does, am I married are, to? She was like, Who you was, was so that? sick, <laughs> and I was like, well, you <laughs> know. Uh, I don't even see what's so wrong with wait, it. But wait, it but wait, she's, like never, she's
2: sitting there watching and just looks at him like, who is this man? Yeah, yeah. She, she was like, you know, sleeping she on the up, couch tonight. Yeah. We were
4: sharing a chair. She got up and moved. And she was like, you are so sick. I was That's like, oh, I thought it was good. <laughs> like, <laughs> she it, liked it. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it was good. But she Aww. was just like, yeah, you're a fucker. <laughs> fuck <the laughs> fuck <the laughs> yeah. He's just
2: working out some things. So what's next for you? What's You, know, you got the Damon thing going. What else well, is I'm in your
4: pipeline? I'm hoping to... Uh, you know, obviously, do a season two. We hope sure. the show, but we don't know. Well, hopefully, you guys will get an
1: early pickup because it worked so well and you guys did I so. I hope well. so. But mm-hmm. In the
4: meantime, I've just been kind of writing. Um, you know, I, I had this thing where I, I was thinking of. I had a bunch of different stories, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and one of them is like a really weird sci-fi thing. The other one's kind of like a, a crime thing. Mm-hmm. Another one's like kind of a personal story about my. And I was like, and and I just had no idea why I was writing these stories. And then it hit me a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, they're all storylines in one big novel. Ooh. So I was like, Whoa. oh, that's okay. kind of cool. Like kind of to do like a big sprawling type mm-hmm. novel. So I'm I'm thinking about that. Like, oh, and cool. I realized like I've been working on it mm-hmm. in different pieces. in like different time. Yeah. <laughs> like you have time. So and I'm also, you know, trying to develop some some other shows. You know, mm-hmm. I am under deal at Fox. So mm-hmm. so you know, if this doesn't go uh, to a season two, which I, I'm really hopeful, so knock on wood. But mm-hmm. but you know, I have some other scripts I want to write. So yeah. it's it's kind of it's kind of I I feel you know I like writing Mm -hmm. so I want to you know and I haven't been writing too much because I've been doing press and Mm -hmm. and other stuff so I kind of want to just lock myself in my room this week and and hopefully I'll either be crying because the show doesn't (laughs) do well tomorrow night <laughs> <laughs> or,
1: or I'll be happy. Either way, we will have the black know, girl uh, nerds uh, uh, and all know, of the black we're gonna, I'm gonna watch. You know,
2: we're gonna, wa- we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch and see. Like Charisman. I said, anytime yep. a good, you know, a good horror and just really dark. Like that's just me. That's mm-hmm. my stuff. And I know I'm gonna hear it when I go up to Seattle <laughs> on all the horror panels I'm on. And I know I'm gonna hear it. The people well, talking, chit chat. Yeah, I, I, know know what they say. I hope they definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'll ask No, I'll. Hey, anything with horror and devil stuff and. And, you're, and it's intelligently done, and it makes me think, and it's like, hmm, I really am a dark person, <laughs> and I'm embracing my dark side. I'll be like, thank you, Glenn. Cool. <laughs> so thank, yeah, you for, cool. thank you for the, the, the,
1: the coolness of it, but good luck with it. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank one you. last thing. Let's give the kids one last. I hate, I hate doing this, but you just kind of have to. Let's give them one last little thing of advice for all the staff writers, all the people out there trying to get on shows. Give them one more thing, one little piece of wisdom for them.
4: I, I, I would say you have to embrace your voice. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to, uh, don't chase the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Write, you know, people say write what you know. Mm-hmm. No, write what you love. The good and uh, but expect not everyone's going to get that. Right. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, right now there are some critics who are like, yeah, they just don't get the meaning. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? I don't care. That's <laughs> what I, like, I like it. Yeah, exactly. it's good. And they don't exactly. know where it's going. And mm-hmm. they don't know the whole story in my head. And so you have to kind of really sort of double down on yourself. You have to bet on yourself mm-hmm. and really say, okay, this is who I am as an artist. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to say. And you know, you take advice and you and you take notes. And mm-hmm. and and you know, there are, are realities of the marketplace. Right. You have to pay attention to, um, you know, a 55,000 line epic poem may not sell tomorrow, right. fair enough. But, you know, don't try to do what everybody else is doing because because that you don't stand out that way, True. and so if I'm hiring for Damien, mm-hmm. you know I want to hire somebody who's special
3: mm-hmm. and
4: somebody who stands out. And I think we get so afraid of standing out and yeah. being put out there and being criticized right. that it's easier to kind of hide in the pack. Right. And that, that's where people are. So I, I would say just write what you love, and 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 so that you know it's good, mm-hmm. and 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 hopefully people will get it. It might not be right away, but they'll come around. True. And, and that's the best advice mm-hmm. I can offer.
3: So
1: I'm going to work on that cannibal love story. Do <laughs> it.
3: You know what? Yeah. There is hope. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's what's up. Well, thanks so much, Glenn. We uh, appreciate uh, it. Yes. Is the cannibal love
4: story Guess Who's for Dinner? No, okay. <laughs> it could be. <laughs>
1: it's not too late. Is it's it? not too late. <laughs> the next rewrite. Glenn just gave it to you. <laughs> you better take it. <laughs> you better take it, bitch. You better take it. Um, uh, so, where can people find you? Can they find? Do you mind if they follow you on Twitter? Is that cool? Yeah, sure. I'm at, like
4: at Glenn Mazzara. All right, and uh, yeah, okay. That's oh, cool. can you yeah.
1: promote the show? The the Twitter for the show. Do you know it? I think it's at yeah, at It's, a, a, at a, a,
4: it's at Damien A-E-T-V. A-T-V. 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 A-T. Okay, A-T.
1: okay
2: cool.
4: I think cool. Are you guys going to be live tweeting or the staff, or are you just going um, to wait? i just going to wait. I did it? a Twitter Q and A. I'm not going to live tweet. I-, I will interact with people tomorrow mm-hmm. night. I'm not doing an official live tweet yeah, because, yeah, no, no, no. because I did that once on Walking Dead, uh-huh. and it spoiled some stuff for the West Coast fans, oh, and yeah. man, yes. I get in trouble. And, 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 oh, and that's true, because yes. like, on,
2: on the left coast, we do, because yes. I know all my tweets, I have to like, step away from the thing mm-hmm. when the, our shows come on, mm-hmm. and then I can get back on and do the second round tweet, because sometimes they'd be like telling people, like,
4: no! Right. you got to be careful, away. so I don't want to blow anything that way. So I'll, I'll be interacting with people. All that's, right. that's, that's and
1: it. and use. do you want them to use that Damien chat hashtag? Tag damien chat I know no, I, no, I saw that no, That was just a one time Oh though, that was one Okay yeah, okay, yeah, cool yeah. Alright but thank That's you what's up. So Lisa Lisa
2: cool. Where you at girl Oh y'all know where I am Laid up with my leg up Netflixing <laughs> <laughs> No actually you can find me Of course I'm always on Twitter You can find me on Saturday Night Sci-Fi head, this one. You can yeah. find me Every now and then When graveyard shift sister Does the Friday Night Horror uh, My latest piece Is on bitch flicks It's called uh, Into the Badlands Will Blazing love yes. last so, have you seen that one? <laughs> oh, speaking so of AMC. Good. Yes. Bitches. <laughs> I have been patient. You need to let me know when Into the Badlands is coming back on. You've been holding me hostage for the last two months, and I am sick of it. You're going to bring back <laughs> Daniel Wu and the crew. Anyway, you can find me on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like I'm like they're just they're just doing it on purpose. They're just to piss me off, not the billions of people who watch the show, but just me. And uh, of <laughs> course, you can find me, of course, here and um, you back. If you're in Seattle uh, in the next couple of weeks and two weeks at Northwest Con, I'm going to be on a shitload of panels talking about horror. Really going to get into it. There's a panel to talk about cannibalism. And you know I'm going to get into Give it, it. I'm going to start bringing out all my Cronenberg love Like look people, cannibal love is real And you need to accept it <laughs>
1: <laughs> But that's where you can find me <laughs> And I am your host, Hilliard Guest. And <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter mm-hmm. I say Twitter like I'm British mm-hmm. You guys can follow the show Screenwriters ScreenwritersRR on Twitter um, You can find me on Instagram same shit uh, hilliard guest I'm
2: actually on Instagram
1: you, you know I'm on Instagram God. See if you follow somebody You're you would know i was on Instagram I can only
2: do one social media thing at a time it's too much <laughs> it's too yeah. much Yeah
1: yeah And um Um, If you guys have any questions for us, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. No, Glenn will not read your script, so do not send me any goddamn shit. He got a show to run. (laughs) He got stuff to do. (laughs) Um, So please don't do that. Um, But screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. If you guys have any questions for us, we appreciate it. Um, Quick shout-out to a couple top countries. We love you guys. Um, England. I, I was about to say the U.K. (laughs) <laughs> like it ain't the same thing. <laughs> the UK, let me just get there because that's Scotland and all the motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> United Kingdom. Exactly. Scotland, Italy, France, Australia, um, Canada's number two. Um, China and freaking Japan are like growing like crazy. It's crazy. We're all over the place. Oh, Did I say Australia? Mm-hmm. South Africa is another big one. Brazil is a big one. So we appreciate it. We love you guys. Um, please do me a favor go on iTunes, give us a five-star review because we need that for the Matrix. We're trying to get to like the top 10, top Mm -hmm. 150. We're competing against Mick Betancourt's show. You motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And uh, all that stuff like that. So please, everybody, tomorrow night, which is Monday, March 7th, go on um, A&E don't TVO, don't DVR it. We don't have TV anymore. Don't DVR Watch the motherfucking live. Yes. Okay, Damien, you guys, you know where to find it. And follow Glenn, like you said, on um, on Twitter um, and all that shit like that. So you guys know how we do it on the Rant Room. Mm-hmm. Join in with us for 2016. We don't say 100 because we're too good for that. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> on this show, we keep it real. Mm-hmm. We keep it opinionated. Mm-hmm. We keep it boy, everybody. 2016. 2016. Mm-hmm. Peace, y'all. Ciao.
0: stars can be paid they gotta be your dope ass story on the page let the beast about the cage that light about the dark can you build the inferno from the itty bitty spark coffee shop hustlers rise with the cream a million other the writers same hollywood dream your pen and paper all like that bullets in the gun write what you feel Say. So look, if you guys are grown,
1: let's go ahead and get in. Mm
3: -hmm.